You know, when I was young, before we had these, these uh, phones on us all the time, you know, the, how many times would you be in a situation, you'd see something happen right in front of your eyes, and you just said, oh, darn it, if I'd had my camera with me. And you just wished that you could have gotten a snapshot of it. Um, and so we can do that all the time now. We've got our phones, and, and if we're alert, just in a second, we can pull that thing out and get, a, get a, not only a snapshot, a little movie right there in, um, taking place in front of our eyes. So um, my third assignment as a priest was to Saints Peter and Paul Parish in Wilmington. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's the second oldest church in, in L.A. Um, it, 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 during the time of General Banning, when he was here in Wilmington, he built the railroad from L.A. down to Wilmington and, and opened up commerce in the port and everything. And it was, it's quite an interesting parish down there in the port. And I had a snapshot moment one day because at the entrance, the front doors came in, there was the vestibule, and then as you walked in the two side doors, there was a big statue of Peter and Paul. And you know in Rome, the, the big statue of St. Peter, that people kiss the foot of, of Peter, and they've worn it away over the hundreds and hundreds of years just by kissing it. Um, they've worn the foot. Um, I think it's bronze also. But here were these two big uh, wooden statues. I'd say about five or six feet tall, and they were up on a pedestal, so they were quite high. And there was this Latina woman who would come in, and every day she'd stop right there in front of Peter and say a little prayer and then kiss his foot. And one day her grandson followed her in, and I just happened to be there when it happened. And she did her thing, she said her little prayer and kissed the foot of Peter and kept going and he was about five feet behind her and he looked up and he said, St. Peter, I love you, why don't you come to our house for dinner tonight? <laughs> and, and to this little boy, uh, Peter was alive there, he doesn't, didn't move, but you know how kids are, their imagination. So I thought, wow, what a little snapshot of a little film that would have been. And, I say it because these readings today to me are like snapshots. And um, I think we need to be careful sometimes of putting all the eggs in one basket. It has to be literally true just as it's said. Because some are quite astounding, like these today. But let me start with the responsorial psalm because um, we kept saying the angel of the Lord will rescue those who fear him. And I fear, when we talk about fear of the Lord, that we're going to misinterpret it. And um, as you've heard me say before, the church after the council um, changed the name of the seventh gift of the Spirit that we say we receive in confirmation from fear of the Lord to awe in the presence of the Lord. And here is a perfect example of it. It's not fearing the angel like being afraid. It's fear of, you know, would you walk on thin ice in the middle of a freezing lake and risk dying? You may not be afraid, but you just say, ah, oh, no, no, that's, that's, that's too dangerous. I, I don't walk there. I have respect for that fear, wonder, awe. Because listen to the wonder and awe. The, the phrase we kept saying was, the angel of the Lord will rescue those who fear him. And then this is what it said. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall ever be in my mouth. My soul shall glory in the Lord. 
and the lowly will hear me and be glad. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us extol his name. I sought the Lord. He answered me, delivered me from all my fears. Look to him that you be radiant with joy. Your faces may not blush with shame. The poor one called out, the Lord heard, and from all his distress he saved him. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, wonder and awe, and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Bless the man who takes refuge in him. Do you hear any fear in that? I don't hear a word of fear. Blessing and thanks and, and appreciation and the Lord will save me. And It's not fear. So just to be alert about that word. Now, we get to this first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, and Paul's, I mean, Peter's in prison, and um, he's got a guard on either side of him, and then two more guards outside. That outside door is locked. He's in not chains, but double chains, and an angel comes in the middle of the night and says, follow me. The chains miraculously fall off of him. Neither of the guards wakes up. I guess they, maybe they were rubber chains. I don't know, because they didn't make any noise or anything. Then the door miraculously opens. He goes out, and those guards don't wake up. Then he goes out into the, toward the city, and the gate of the city is uh, closed and locked, and that door automatically, mysteriously opens up, and then the angels disappear. And then Peter thinks, was I in a trance? Was this real? Uh, hello, what's going on? And then he says, hey, I, it, it is real. Now, that's a mysterious and miraculous story. But uh, maybe it is meant to help us to see the mysterious and miraculous in our lives. Um, I have a priest friend who gets mad at me every time. Not mad, but pretends to be mad. As I say, oh, that's serendipitous. So I'll tell you what's serendipitous to me. If I just happen to... I have, happen to touch my phone, and, the, and it comes on, so I see the time, and it says 1-11. I say, what would make me open that phone when it says 111 or 222 or 444? And I call it serendipitous because it's just um, a weird moment to, 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 um, to have that precision, you know, 111, 222, 333, whatever. Um, is it miraculous? I don't think so. Is it mysterious? Kind of. But, but, you know, when we begin to look at life and see the miraculous and the mysterious in a rose, in, in the beauty of a, a, a candle just inflamed in front of us and burning but not burning up and yet using the wax but it, giving light, warmth, whatever, when we begin, like this story of Peter, and to appreciate that there's little mysteries and there's little miraculous stuff that goes on all the time. It doesn't have to be a big thing that we, we escape prison or something. But, but the story, I think, alerts us to that little stuff that goes on in our life that sometimes it's unexplainable and maybe we don't even want an explanation or need one. We just appreciate the, the mystery wrapped around it. Paul another snapshot moment, is in a way saying goodbye to his disciples, to all the Gentiles that he has reached out to, all the churches that he has formed. He says, my time's up. I'm ready to go. I finished the race. I did a good job. I'm, I'm grateful. God used me to reach out to the Gentiles. And, and in a snapshot moment, he just stops to appreciate both the miraculous, mysterious, and wonderful things of his life. 
And then we get this one in a narrative form um, that, that Jesus is there with his disciples. And, and it's, a, it's a funny thing, you know. Uh, I suppose we've all done the same thing that Jesus does here, where, we, where we're aware of something, so we ask people around us, what do you think about this? And we know what we think about it, but what do you think about this? And you're just kind of like fishing for the, the understanding that people might have. And Jesus kind of just says, what are people saying about me, who I am? And they start saying, well, Elijah, maybe Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And, and then he does this thing. What a snapshot moment. He turns and he says to them, who do you say that I am? Okay, forget all the cheese made. Forget all that. Who do you say that I am? And Peter just has this moment. I call it miraculous and mysterious. He just blurts out, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus' response is, you didn't learn that from anybody here. God himself told you that. That's a mysterious and miraculous moment. And again, I wonder how aware we are, how alert we are, how believing and trusting we are in those moments for ourselves, where we come to know God a little more miraculously and mysteriously to appreciate God in our life. And why not wouldn't we expect that today we'll have one or several of those moments? Why might not we see that in a member of our family or in the need to reconcile with somebody or in a moment of compassion or a moment of even forgiveness for ourselves? Stop beating ourselves up and just in a miraculous way, mysterious way, let God's loving forgiveness and mercy touch us and heal us. So my challenge to you and myself today is on this great solemnity of Peter and Paul where we get these wonderful little snapshots of faith and life for us to stop today sometime, one time, perhaps several times, and see what we can appreciate in our lives and in our lives of faith and how God maybe is uh, really uh, uh, there for us and that we open ourselves in fear, that is, wonder and awe in the presence of our God. Please stand.